Hello and welcome to Everything Considered Podcast with me, your host, April. I'm an insatiably curious person that loves to consider everything. Everyone I meet in this life is my teacher. Sometimes those lessons are blessings. Other times they challenge me and help me to grow. It's a win-win no matter what. My goal as a host is to provide a gentle space of honest consideration, communication, and respect for all as everything's considered. Welcome to the show. Hello, uh, I am here today, very excited uh, to have uh, Christy Sullivan here today. She is a human design self-care expert and author. And um, I know her because she's the author of this book. Uh, yeah, we both have one. Uh, Stop Overflowing and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. And I had the honor and privilege to write one of those chapters in that book and uh, just was was very, very grateful to be part of it. It was a wonderful experience. So Christy, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Um, It's yeah, there's a little delay here. Um, I want to know a little bit about your background. Uh, Can you tell us just a bit? Sure. Um, So I am uh, right now currently doing human design, but I came out of a marketing career, a longtime marketing career um, that, you know, I went to school, studied for, um, and um, in 2020, uh, I had a unique opportunity to kind of retire, so to speak, from that career. Um, I had been doing uh, wellness, teaching yoga on the Mm. side, something I had a passion for, and really just uh, felt drawn to really do something on my own. I knew it would be around either wellness or personal development. And uh, I had studied human design for a few years, and then just had this opportunity following my human design to respond to opportunities. Various things came up the year that I was uh, transitioning, and I started to really build sort of a business around human design, teaching, sharing mm-hmm. it, and uh, eventually uh, writing a book with a uh, co-authored book with other uh, human design practitioners. That's very exciting. Um, what uh, What is your type and profile out of curiosity? So, yeah, I am a generator, uh, okay. generator, which uh, for those who may not know what that is, um, human design is your energetic blueprint based on your birthday. And there are like five main types. Mm-hmm. Um, generators and manifesting generators make up 70% of the population because we all have a defined sacral. Right. That's a, that's really cool. That's very exciting. And you all, uh, things are just being drawn to you all the time. You're just bringing those opportunities to respond to. Yeah. The way I get, the way I talk about it is that, um, when, you know, for a generator type, when you're doing the right kind of work, it, it lights Mm. you up, it makes you feel energized. And I feel like it's really magnetizing you. So, um, two things, it's magnetizing the opportunities to really come to you, the right opportunities. It's sort of like the next steps on your path or the breadcrumbs. And, um, the second thing is, um, when you're doing the right kind of work and not overworked or overwhelmed, uh, or burned out, then it's like the radar that you have, um, the, um, slowing down especially can help the radar, uh, helps you see 
sort of what are the opportunities that are coming to you, which is the right one to take. And obviously we have an inner guidance to help us with that. But that's how I see it. Like generators can get too busy mm-hmm. or too overworked. They're not even recognizing opportunities that are right there for them. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really good information. Yeah. Um, so um, what what kind of clients do you typically work with? I mean, where what kind of walks of life do they come from? And mm. I feel like people who are similar to the path and journey that I've been on, which um, is one of exploring sort of my, myself, my, my um, inner self, um, uh, self growth, I mentioned personal growth, uh, spiritual growth. And about 20 years ago, 22, I discovered yoga. And I remember when I first did my uh, yoga class and um, then did a little training sort of to understand yoga, I came back. I was so excited. Like, I just couldn't stop talking about it. I thought, wow, this is amazing. There's like this mind, body, spirit modality. Mm. Awesome. And there weren't a lot of people doing yoga at the time. There weren't a lot of yoga studios. And then fast forward, like to, you know, five years ago when I discovered human design, I was like, couldn't stop talking about it. So I have this like natural teacher in me that wants to like share and learn and share. And, um, so that's, um, you know, that's sort of been on my journey and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, so when uh, someone meets with you, what do you, what do you feel like they go away with what, when they come to you, what do they, what do they take away from your interaction? What do they go away with? Well, and, and to, to finish up too, I also feel that um, people I'm working with now are also on that spiritual journey, okay. um, busy women who might be juggling things um, or um, not necessarily on the path that they really feel like they should be on, um, mm-hmm. but we all have to you know, do our inner work to kind of get there. And so when people come to me, the first thing I like to do is to sit down with them and look at that human design chart that they have so that they understand their uniqueness, their operating system that's behind everything. And Mm -hmm. when they've been doing things like personal development or spiritual growth, they really seem to resonate that, wow, this, this sounds like me. I've, I've discovered this along my way. I understand what's conditioned or programmed and versus what really is a better fit for me in terms of my energy and what I'm doing or what I'm choosing. So I help them just understand and they get validated. They Mm -hmm. feel like they get clarity. And and then we kind of go from there, like in terms of what do you do with this information now? How do you Mm -hmm. apply it everyday life? So I just provide some support around that and, and helping to experiment with your design as they call it very practical information, which I think is very important because you can be given a concept or a bunch of information, but then what do you do with it? Yeah. Right. And so you come in and you're, you kind of help them to apply that in a practical sense in their everyday life. Yeah. And one of the reasons I actually don't call myself the coach is because I also like to connect people. This is part of my design, my four Mm -hmm. line, which is called Mm -hmm. the Okay. I really like to connect people to resources and everyone I feel has um, 
different needs and and different ways for themselves to explore and and learn things. So I might, for example, through this book, I brought together 25 other human design practitioners Mm -hmm. who each have their own kind of unique way of either using human design or integrate it into their business. Um, One, for example, does around parenting. And so I have a friend who learned about human design and really resonated with that side wanted to know more about parenting. I love bringing people together even for events to teach different modalities and that it's not just like my prescription or my formula that people can find so many people out there to help them learn different ways of doing things and and understand like what's best for them. There's not a one size fits all for everybody. That's right. That, that's that's beautiful because we're all so very unique and that's that's the magic of human design, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's amazing to, um, when it finds you, I I hear Mm -hmm. people say that, you know, it found me and um, to just discover this uniqueness about yourself and that uh, then you start to meet more people who, who know about human design. It starts to become sort of a community of people who can share and Mm -hmm. learn from each other. It's very exciting. Um, So you have my chart. Uh, I gave, I gave you my information. So uh, tell me what you, what you see, tell me what you see when you look at that. So normally when we do a reading, um, I like to start with sort of the basics and uh, I want to point out that you're what's called the manifestor type, which is only 9% of the population. And usually what I say, um, is that we're all programmed in a way to be manifestors in life. Um, like the manifestor type, meaning you have this uniqueness, April of being able to initiate and just make things happen, especially when you have clarity around what you want, what you desire, you can go out and make things happen. Just do it. Like Nike says, (laughs) when we all try to do that, the rest of the types, we tend to have to work a little hard, harder to do that. So then the reverse happens in society. um, We have the, the majority are generators, 70%. And we're pulling back the manifestors saying, no, no, you got to work harder. No, like why (laughs) so easy for you? Mm -hmm. So you've got this unique energy and it's really beautiful because you're here to lead and you're here to initiate. And then you can kind of pass the baton to what's called the generator types. And then we've got another type called the projectors who give guidance, but the manifestors are really here to initiate and create. Mm -hmm. And that's so valuable for um, you know, what you're doing in life and how you're leading others. So, um, that's where I usually start is that you're that manifester. Does that resonate for you? How do you, it, it does. I'm, I'm a starter. I'm not always a finisher, (laughs) but I'm a starter and I like to get balls rolling and then, um, hopefully other people come up and, and help me out. So that's, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to initiate. Yeah. Uh, And it's great if you have a team eventually in place to help you with the Mm -hmm. follow through the details, kind of carrying through with things, um, following through. And you're not meant to necessarily just be, you know, um, finishing something completely. Again, you're, you're here in this creative energy. You need to make sure you have enough downtime and alone time for that Mm -hmm. creativity to, um, energy to, to recharge and to be there for you, to rely on. And you're not here to work, uh, like the generator type. You're not here for a nine to five job. Um, you need a lot of downtime. So I hope you're doing that. 
Well, I am now. I've got to tell you, most of my life, I worked really, really hard. So uh, went through a lot of health challenges and burnout as a result, because I'm just, I, I realize that about myself now. I'm not really meant to like, you know, uh, go out there and hustle nine to five. It just doesn't work for me. Um, but I can move pretty hard. I can work really hard and really fast. And, um, but then I, you're right. I have to take my creative downtime time to kind of rest and, and integrate, and then I can go back in when I'm ready. So yeah, yeah, we have a cycle manifestors for sure. Yeah. And you also are rare in the fact that you have this defined will center, um, which maybe more manifestors do than not, but the will center is this like willpower. I call it your, that's really the battery for you that helps kind yes. of get you going. Um, but even that needs um, downtime. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I, I did a reading just earlier today with another manifester and defined will. And the idea is um, it's like, it's like a thermometer that willpower mm-hmm. does deplete. And again, you need to rest so that mm-hmm. you, can, you know, recharge that mm-hmm. to be able to have the, the, ability to, to, to create. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've always had a very strong will, um, but it is, it is cyclical and it's not, I don't think it's, it's not like the sacral with the generator. Um, it's very different in that, you know, it's, it's on and then it's off, but I can yeah. will, I can will myself to do things that are not correct for me. And I think that's what results in the burnout I've experienced. So I yeah. have to, I have to really check in with myself. Uh, and feel it in my body if something's correct. Yeah. And just something interesting for your listeners that um, only one out of eight um, people with uh, in their human design have this defined will center. So the majority mm-hmm. of people, especially this time of, of year, we're recording around the beginning of the year when they set new year's resolutions, people beat themselves up. They can't, mm-hmm. you know, follow through, but that's, I think a result of not, you know, having this sustained willpower. Um, and then the other thing too, I often will say, um, again, in general is, um, sometimes your energy centers are, are, are not sustainable and they're actually here to like take in and amplify. So the more Mm. open centers that you have and, and you do in your design, that means again, another reason for taking downtime alone time, because, uh, I heard this once. It's like you're, you have a basket that you're just bringing in energy mm-hmm. throughout the day and you need to empty it out. You need to like clear it out so that you feel recharged, um, mm. especially before bed. <laughs> That's a very good analogy. That's really true. I can't just, just go to bed. I have to kind of unwind first. And uh, so if I have a lot of activity at night, it's, it's very difficult for me to go to sleep. So I'm aware that I definitely have to kind of take that time to, I don't know, uh, decompress or empty my basket. That's just a great example, Christy. Yeah. Emptying it out. That's why even um, if, uh, if people know about energy clearing, it's similar, like it's, it's great to just clear the energy, especially before bed. Um, it also can be helpful for manifestors to sleep alone. So they're not picking it up during, during the evening, but yes, that sleep time is so important for all types, I think, because that's really when we reset ourselves mm-hmm. and, um, and you can do that through the day too, with like naps and self-care. Um, do you do a lot of self-care through the day? I'm, I'm getting better and better at it. I, I move a lot slower. I used to, uh, in the morning, just wake up and go. Uh, and then not stop until nighttime. And now I'm just, I kind of have my little routine in the morning and I move nice and slow. 
and I can feel when my body's ready to, to start really moving. So I'm honoring my pace more, uh, you know, and, and not that, that conditioning around do, 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 you know, I think for all of us is very hard, isn't it? I mean, even generators really struggle with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I think you said we're so conditioned to uh, do and then keep doing and, you know, work harder. And this idea that um, we're only going to get somewhere if we work harder. And really the magic is taking more time to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings more energy to you. Um, it helps us, again, get more clarity we feel magnetized. I was saying earlier about like the gener- generator feels more magnetic when yeah. they're slowing down and they're not so busy with their head down. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, all types, I think, I mean, that's why I think we're going through what we're going through is right now to have people slow down mm-hmm. and to be more mindful and more, um, and shift into a way of more being than just doing. Yeah, I think I remember reading that in your um, in the book that you wrote. You wrote about that how you were experiencing more success slowing down than you were trying to, you know, hit it hard every day, and you, you it was surprising to you. Um, yes, yeah, especially because um, my background is Eastern European, and there's this like philosophy of just uh, ancestor ancestors and lineage of working hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that formula. You can do that and feel successful, but you're also going to probably feel perhaps burned out or even mm-hmm. frustrated. But when I notice slowing down, things seem to fall into place more easily. Mm-hmm. I was able to navigate, choose opportunities and opportunities came to me as a generator Um it just feel felt more in flow and less resistance and less a kind of an uphill um, mm-hmm. climb. And so that's why I did call the book Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing because I think every type can find that flow when they're living in that the design that they're built for. Yeah, that flow is is the word flow is very is very foreign to us, I think. Um, we, you know, we don't think about that. We're so mental, we're so mental and we're so engaged uh, in doing, 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 doing and flowing just doesn't occur to us because of cultural conditioning. Uh, and that's really, it's a big American theme too, right? Just to really, uh, you know, hit it hard and be successful and just do it and all those things. Uh, but flow is a different experience. Uh, it, it's not depleting. Yeah. And, and I think what you mentioned too, is something about the head when we're in our head, that's not really flow that the head we're programmed to think is, is where we're supposed to make decisions and analyze things. And, um, we can end up over analyzing and create chaos. Mm. And majority of us have open heads. I do. And, and so do you as well. Yes. And, what happens is um, the head gets in the way really of things. It gets in the way of, of flow Mm. and um, we stop being these energy beings that we really are. I think the head gets involved and we just disconnect. You know, we Mm -hmm. think of like really the disconnect from uh, the shoulders down. We don't have that connection if we're constantly in the head. And so that's why I always um, suggest to my clients and, and people when I'm, 
teaching that self-care has to be a daily practice mm. um, so that we get into the body, that we, we do things, even if it's going for a walk, getting out of the head into the bodies every day is so important. Well, I was going to ask you about self-care. Is it always, what is, when you think of self-care, what do you, how would you define it? That's a good question. And these days I really say it's all personalized, just like your design is so unique, your human design. I think self-care is also personalized. And um, I like to help people understand um, a self-care routine that, that they may do is not one necessarily I would do or vice versa. And that uh, to tap into understanding sort of what are your needs? Mm -hmm. Because self-care can also change um, season to season. Okay. So for me, um, I talk about three levels of self-care. There is like the occasional self-care. Like I mentioned, New Year's resolutions where you're like, you know what? I'm really going to focus on shifting and, and starting a new habit. Mm -hmm. Then you have daily self-care, which is, am I, am I doing things on a daily basis that are healthy for me or nurturing? It could be going out for a walk, eating healthy foods, making sure you're getting enough rest. And then I call it third level, more spiritual care, self-care, mm -hmm. where you're doing more inner work mm -hmm. to heal traumas, self-limiting beliefs, to understand yourself. You might be working with a, a healing practitioner to do that, mm -hmm. or, you know, there's plenty online that you can do um, YouTube videos on tapping or um, other modalities. I'm, I'm practicing breath work right now. Oh, and so yeah. when you, when you start to do things that really, um, bring attention to your body, your mm -hmm. inner being, um, I think that is the like ultimate self-care and that, that if you can do on a daily basis can make a huge, amazing difference. Do you, would you recommend different kinds of self-care for different types, different human design types per se? Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, the theory is that the generator types, manifesting generators and generators need 30 minutes of movement every day because we're called sacral beings. We have right. this like large battery in the sacral center that's constantly like going. And if we don't use it up before the end of the day, then we may not have a good night's sleep. So we really mm -hmm. have to like, use up that battery so we can recharge. The non-sacral types, um, they uh, need downtime uh, during the day to keep recharging. Mm -hmm. They may need some things like movement. And I know one projector, for example, who loved to run. So again, it's going to be up to you on what you feel, mm -hmm. how you feel best connected to self-care and, and, and what serves you, what serves your um, best self. But um, I, I do think it's different for everybody. Um, I don't think it's, again, a set formula, mm. but uh, making sure you're moving 30 minutes a day is great and, um, and slowing down for everybody too, I think at the same time. Yes, that's hard to do sometimes, especially with how connected we are to devices and um, media and all those things. It's, it's tough sometimes to do that. Yeah, I heard this just the other day and it really resonated that, you know, doing some self-care before you get on a computer or on your phone, especially email, it's really important because as soon as you open your email, it 
feels like you're behind because you've got like messages waiting, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're trying to catch up. It's like, we're trying to constantly clear, right? In a way, but if Mm. we try to put the attention to ourselves first before technology, I think it does make all the difference. Oh, that's a really good suggestion because it's very, uh, it, you feel a pressure almost immediately when you wake up in the morning to get to it and uh, get on your phone, check your emails, check social media. And it just, it's a harried pace. And Yeah, it is. And it also, I think, uh, gets you out of alignment in a, in, in a way, so to speak, like the natural design that you are, you want the goal is to feel that alignment of your authentic design and who you are. And it's, again, an alignment of energy. I mean, if you look at a human design chart, it's literally the chakra system. Mm -hmm. And when you have the alignment, things flow. That alignment, if it's out of alignment because you go to technology or you start operating in the head, then you're disconnected when you get back to alignment, that's when things flow. And I think that's when really we're healthier, we're happier, we're more successful, even Mm -hmm. in our businesses. How do you, how does uh, a manifester know when they're out of alignment or all the types really, how would they know? Mm, That's a great question. Well, first I, I've been learning this to kind of question everything. Why are we doing certain things? Mm. Um, and the, the best thing that I look for is what makes us feel good. That's what's in alignment. So if we're doing something that mm, doesn't feel good or feels heavy or we feel stuck, then start to question, why are we doing it? Did we learn it? Did, was it programmed? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just what we have to think we have to do or should do? Mm-hmm. And um, just start to peel back those layers and use that as an opportunity to just explore and see if there's other ways, maybe other choices that you can make. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the thing when we're out of alignment, when we're doing things that don't light us up, then mm-hmm. we don't feel that flow. We feel right. more like uh, over overworking than over. Yes. So to really tap in and feel the feeling, is that an obligation? Is that something that gives me joy? Um, do I feel peace about doing this? Um, or does this just kind of make me mad that I have to do it? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it, like you said, it's a, it's a feeling or your intuitive voice is maybe like, mm-hmm. no, don't do this. Um, in human design, we also have unique ways of decision-making, but also kind of checking in with our inner selves um, right. on, on that um, feedback that feedback is the serving me. Yes. So inquiry, really, really asking yourself questions, taking the time to, to question what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And is it, is it where, what I need to be doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, um, many things we probably don't need to be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to explore, you know, in my business that uh, not needing to be on all the social media platforms or doing all the marketing that I see some, some people trying to do, um, or just doing it in a way that serves me and feels mm-hmm. good to me. And that seems to work for the way my business is growing. Yeah. I've been part of different, uh, I guess, business coaching situations and they, those things don't apply to everybody, do they? 
No, they don't. And, and, um, I think some people want so much that guidance Mm -hmm. and I think they just need to keep in mind that they may even need to personalize it a bit because when you are trying to fit in a formula, And again, I think that formula is built by somebody in their design. It may not fit for you. And it's not that it's wrong. It's just you adjust it so that it's more built for who you are. So it's, it's individualized for the person. And that's the wonderful thing about human design is um, we have this tendency in our society to look at others and see, we see others as we see ourselves, right? Anais Nin, that's that famous quote but everybody is so unique. Yeah, everybody is. I also love this quote. Somebody said, when you know more of who you are, then you know who you're not as yes. well. Um, and, and when we start to honor ourselves and our uniqueness, I think it also it has that ripple effect. We start to honor other people for their uniqueness. Yes. Um, when I discovered human design, then I started to realize um, how my husband is, is built differently or mm-hmm. my uh, family members are, are different and to honor that. And, um, rather than trying to fix or change who I am or who mm-hmm. they are, um, and then to, for us to have more of that unique individuality that I think we're all, um, starting to awaken to that that's more important, that uniqueness. That's a very important point. I think um, human design does more than help the individual. It helps relationships. When we, yeah. I, I see that tremendously in my own marriage. Uh, you know, we were speaking two different languages. Uh, he's a generator and I'm a manifester. So I'm learning to communicate in, in how he understands and he's learning to communicate in a way that I understand. And it's very different. Uh, but honoring one another's differences is um, there's a there's a quote about that that um, if I love you for who you are and you love me for who I am that is love mm, right beautiful yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that's really key and that's one of the gifts that human design uh, brings us is this ability to uh, really see the other person and connect with them in a way that they understand that that is loving to them. Yeah, definitely. I I heard this interesting story. Somebody um, had done a reading with me and um, they kind of went off, did their own, you know, self-study. And then it's been like a year and somebody else said to me, oh yeah, that human design really, you know, saved her relationship. And now they're even married. (laughs) I thought, you know, how amazing because, um, it turned things around for this person. I heard that, um, that honoring improved the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we all, to some extent want that we, we all want, um, you know, our relationships to be successful, but we have to first start with understanding ourselves and then being open to the, the fact that other people are not like us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that is so true. And I think that we, we just have a tendency to uh, live these homogenized lives uh, where everybody is the same and we're all supposed to act the same and do the same, make decisions the same. And that's not at all true. Uh, the decision-making process is very different from one person to another. Uh, so for a manifester, how do they make decisions? So um, they're, they're all uniquely, I think, built, uh, you know, I know you have the ego manifested authority, it's called, um, mm-hmm. 
which is unique because it's tied, it ties the um, throat, which is uh, the way we actually manifest through mm -hmm. the throat chakra. It ties it to that will center um, that I mentioned. Um, so I actually would love your firsthand perspective of how you see that because I'm a very different authority. I'm a sacral authority and I ask my inner beings or my inner sacral center, yes, no questions. And um, for you, April, it's just a completely different. So I, I sure. can't write with it, but I would love to hear <laughs> thoughts on it. Well, you know, it took me a long time to understand uh, my authority, um, but I, I have a friend who's a projector and she'll just let me talk, talk, talk. And I can hear in my voice what it is I'm willing, what it is I want. Mm. Uh, and then I have clarity. So for me to talk about it, not, not necessarily for feedback, but just to, you know, vocalize uh, what's, what's going on inside. Uh, I can find my truth in, in what I speak, but I also am now it's moved into my body. So I can feel an inner resistance to something or like you said, flow, I can feel kind of my body will, will tense up. And I know that's my, my will going no. And then, um, and I'll listen to that. I'll, I'll ask it I'll, questions. I'll, I'll practice a little inquiry. What is that about? Um, but when something's correct for me, I can feel my body relax. So it's, it's in my voice, but it's also very much in how my body feels. Yeah. So. I just heard this, um, today actually that, you know, one of the most important forms of communication is listening. And even in the way you described, you're listening to yourself, mm. you're, even though you're speaking out loud, like you said, um, you know, in this, in this case, you're not looking for advice because right really our wisdom is within us. So even if you find a friend or I've heard, even if you talk out loud to a pet, right. The point is you're listening to your own words and embodying it. And that's mm -hmm. beautiful because that's really for, for your specific design. That's your authority is, is knowing that knowing that certainty. And we all have it in a different way. For me, right. it's this, it's this landing of yes. And in my sacral, Mm -hmm. For others, it's in the emotional center when they get that kind of clarity over a 24 hour period, let's say of like, yes, this is what I want. Right. Um, so beautiful how you describe that. Thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. I, I'm happy to, it's, it definitely took, it was, took a long time for me to figure it out uh, because I didn't really resonate with the way it was explained very well by other people. Uh, but eventually I, I can actually hear it. And it's not a mental thing. I mean, I think that's, uh, we're so tempted and that's for all types to get into our head to try to figure something out. I'm just going to figure it out. But I always tell people your head, your mind is very good for toasting toast and tying shoes. Um, but beyond that, <laughs> its use is not, it's not good for making decisions because it loops, you know, how your computer screen will get in a loop and it'll just that's, that's what the mind feels like to me. But when I can get into my body and I can get into my voice, I can, I can ascertain what's true for me. Uh, but that, you know, like anything, um, it's take, taken practice. And I'm sure as a sacral generator, you've had to practice with it, learn to hear it. Yeah. And to trust it too, because um, I also have a very strong splenic uh, center and it often it might tie to like fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
But then what happens, and I tell people that if you're in the head thinking about fears or, you know, trying to weigh the pros and cons, that's the head. Mm -hmm. Um, When I ask my sacral and in, in like kind of an instant, I just feel that yes, or that kind of lifting of, of energy, then I know it's a yes. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel, um, if I feel the drop, it's a no, or if I don't feel anything, then it's a not yet. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Well, there's a lot of different kinds of authorities. Um, but I guess the bottom line is, um, our bodies know there's, there's wisdom within us to know yeah. what's correct for us, depending on what, uh, what type we are and how that configuration works for us. Yeah. And that's another reason I think for the self-care, because we mm-hmm. want to stay connected to the body and have it be healthy. So we hear that. Um, I heard once, you know, there's um, the splenic intuition and it's mm-hmm. a voice that speaks gently, quietly once and not again. And we're really sometimes conditioned not to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're ignoring it. And, um, I heard this once that it, it'll go away and you have to kind of work on it to get it back. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the sacral, I can ask it yes, no questions, but if I'm, if I'm not plugged into the feeling in my body, then I'm answering yes, no for my head. And that's not the same. Wow. So that's such a distinction. I think that's, that's an important thing. I, I think with my clients, I'm just always trying to reiterate continually. It's not the mind. It's not the mind. It's not the mind. Uh, because that's, that just creates so much confusion so much of the time. Chaos and confusion for sure. Yes. <laughs> Stick to what you do. Make toast. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so um, if people want to find you, where would they, where would they look for you? What are, where, where can we find Christy? So my uh, website is Christy H. Sullivan, K-R-I-S-T-I-H Sullivan.com. Um, you can find the book there. They can contact you for a signed copy, I'm sure, too, April. <laughs> um, and then I also have um, a Facebook community called Christy's Human Design and Self-Care Community, where um, I post um, a lot of daily just inspiration or podcast interviews like this. Um, I'm also uh, on Instagram a little bit, not as much as Facebook, uh, as Christy H. Sullivan. Okay. And so I'd love to hear from folks and, and hear how they, what they thought of this podcast too. Absolutely. Please do contact her. She all, you also offer courses. I noticed on your Facebook, you've got different courses and readings. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I love to help people with their, you know, human design and understand the, the fundamentals of their chart. Um, I do have a digital course. It's self-guided about an hour long, so it's short, but it gives you the overview of the human design types and then gives, walks you through a process that you can develop a self-care plan for you, a personalized plan. Um, and that I created sort of this uh, guided like meditation and uh, creative process to do that. You, you end up with a personalized self-care mind map, I call it. Wow. That's pretty neat. So it is personalized for that person. Yeah. It's it's very helpful. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um, And let's see, I'm trying to think of what else. So we, we know where to find you. Um, So my last question uh, is just kind of a funny question. I ask everybody. And it's funny because time is just kind of a concept 
that isn't real. Uh, but I always ask my guests, if you could live at any one time in history, when would that be and why? I think what comes to mind, only because I've been drawn to this and, and it's on my bucket list, is um, Egypt. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by the, these old pyramids and I wonder how, you know, uh, just the Egyptians lived. And I think if I could transport back to that time, um, I feel like I'd be like this Egyptian, hopefully goddess of some type. Um, and that would be really neat to experience. If I get to go there one day in this lifetime, I'm sure I'll really resonate with the energy there. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, I'm going to put all of Christy's details um, under this video. So you can just click and go there uh, to find her. Uh, Christy, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It was a blessing and I'm grateful. And um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of the day. Please go visit her website. Uh, check her out on Facebook. She posts so many encouraging things. Uh, you will be blessed. So um, thank you, Christy. And uh, hopefully talk to you again real soon. That'd be great. Bye. You take care. Bye-bye.